Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of the Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 14. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, and this is my co-host, Mr. Chris Rivers. How's it going, Tyler? It is going. Another week. Uh, not, not a whole lot of news stories, but we've got some good content we're going to bring in. We are going to bring in a WandaVision theory, and we're going to, of course, review the old guard. But first, let's give a quick little housekeeping, Chris. Patreon is live. Patreon.com slash NerdWise is where you can go if you want to give back a couple of bucks to us and kind of help us out as well as uh, kind of fund the show. It's great and all, but here's the thing: we just did our first uh, Patreon pre-show for the uh, for this podcast, where we just talked and we talked the podcast and we talked about a little bit of life. So make sure you do that if you want to figure out what we talk about before we hit the live button. But Chris, I want to know what's been going on with you. How's your week been? Uh, working. Working. <laughs> I feel that. Luckily, numbers are going down um, at the hospital. So that's making it a little bit easier. They're about to allow patients' family members back into the hospital. Nobody is looking forward to that. Some people are. I mean, Mm-mm. but it's 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 a it's work thing. You don't want to talk to more people. It's it's easier to do your jobs when uh, you don't have crazy family members barking down your neck. Trust me, that's not fun. People are just jerks. No. And yeah, <sighs> makes me just want to stare at a wall and watch paint dry. And get paid to do it because I would. But enough about There's the depression. Probably a government job for that. Hey, hey, don't don't tempt me, Chris, because I'll do it. <laughs> if it pays the same, I'll do it. Don't, don't think I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of the boring stuff, Chris. I want to know what you've been watching in our TV section. Uh, well, I watched Wandavision. Oh. And we're going to bring that back later. We don't want to do any spoilers. We talked about this. We didn't even talk about it on the pre-show because we don't want to spoil this for anybody. But episode five, so we're halfway through WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. The ending of it. The, the whole episode was great, really, from start to finish. Uh, from the theme song of this week and um, the, the middle part and then the end part especially. Uh, I cannot wait <laughs> until... Uh, we could talk about this. Of course, if you don't watch the episode day of, do not get on Twitter. Don't get on Reddit. Don't get on Facebook. Don't get on any sort of social media. Don't even get on TikTok because I hear spoilers are flying loosely on there as well for all you younger uh, watchers and listeners. But, oh, God, I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. to. It's out in the open. We can talk about it more. Uh, anything other than WandaVision? Not really, no. Yeah. No. It's mainly work and sleep and this week's movie of the week and i can't wait this can be so much fun to talk about um i meant to talk about this tv show last week uh the wife and i of course you know she had covid so we watched a bunch of uh, tv we you know we talked about a lot last week and the one i forgot i don't know how i forgot to mention was ted lasso um with jason sudeikis written and executive produced by jason sudeikis and uh Bill Lawrence, who did Scrubs, which is how I got on my radar. And it is about a college um, football coach who brought like a nothing team up to the championships. Uh, you know, and just it's just an uplifting story, right? Well, a soccer or football over uh, overseas in England and everything, manager bought him and brought him over to do the same thing with a football team. 
it's a little bit more in depth than that, but pretty much that's the premise of it. And Chris, let me tell you, it's one of the best shows I've watched. If it, if I would have watched it last year when it aired, it would have been in my top five for when we did our 2020 interview. Uh, it was that good of a show. Like it was phenomenal, but I, I highly recommend everyone to watch it. It's on Apple TV. And then uh, we restarted our Lucifer watch. And we, oh, I love Lucifer. Yeah, we are in season. We're just, we've actually halfway through the season four, episode one right now. Because um, season five's out already. So I, I think I could say the season three was the. Uh, I, I could spoil that, right? Everybody? Everyone okay with that? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, this live audience back behind the screen. They um, said it was the one worth the. Are you caught up? I. I lost track of it when it left Fox, so I think I saw through season three. Was it was it the big reveal? And I've I've never I've never jumped onto the Netflix stuff. Well, it's uh, from what I understand, you could do a lot more on Netflix, and that's what I'm really excited about. Once episode four shows off, uh, Tom oh, Tom Ellis's um, butt already on it. Uh-huh. So, and of course, you can't do that on Fox, but. So let it just kind of starts the series off. It's good, man. I'm I'm excited to to finish it and catch back up. But enough of catching up, Chris. They don't people don't come to listen to see what we're watching and listening to or doing. I mean, they do, but for this story, they're not. Um, let's get right people here. Right. <laughs> you know, we're just not talking to each other here. First item on our notable news is, we talked about this last week a little bit, Netflix reveals Sonic Prime, which is a new 3D animated series arriving in 2022. Of course, we talked about last week with Tomb Raider and the giant list of things Sonic was on there. We didn't have a name or anything. Of course, we have now a name, which is Sonic Prime. It's going to be a 3D animated series, and it arrives in 2022. So, again, we talked last week, you know, where we at on timetable-wise on these shows, and now we have an answer. On one of them out of the what 15 we read off last week <laughs> mm-hmm. right um and then let's get right to this one number two cw has officially renewed a dozen series i am going over to the hollywoodreporter.com and this is by leslie goldberg uh, CW, in keeping with tradition, handed out a slew of early renewals as it firms up what its 2021 to 2022 season will look like. As the network plots a return to business as usual during the pandemic, the CW has picked up a dozen series for additional seasons. Newcomer Walker and veterans All-American, Batwoman, Charmed, Dynasty, The Flash, In the Dark, Legacies, Legends of Tomorrow, Nancy Drew, Riverdale, and Roswell. New Mexico. Five of those, Dynasty, The Flash, In the Dark, Legends, and Roswell, have yet to even premiere this season. That leaves only first-year shows of Superman and Lois, Kung Fu, and The Republic of Sarah, which also haven't debuted yet, on the bubble as the Mark Pedowitz-led network, a joint venture between Warner Brothers TV and CBS Studios, awaits more information on them. It has, however, ordered two additional episodes of Superman and Lois for a total of 15 this season. Uh, and five more episodes of Walker, bringing it its tally to 18. Uh, also mm-hmm. missing are DC dramas from super producer Greg Berlanti, Black Lightning, and Supergirl, which are both wrapping their runs this season, which we've talked about in previous episodes. A lot of those shows never watched. Obviously, they have their niche audiences. Um, I'm glad that they, they have a little bit more... Uh, Faith and Superman and Lois to put on two more episodes. 
was not, you know, we talked about last week Walker's numbers. Honestly, that did not come a shock to me that they, they ordered a season two. I don't think that was a shock to anybody, right. really. Um, but it lets you know, I mean, listen, you've got uh, Dynasty, The Flash, In the Dark, Legends, and Roswell haven't even premiered yet. And they're already saying, yeah, another another season. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, I'm all about new uh, episodes of Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, so I'm getting a new season of Batwoman, uh, Charmed, I, which I still have not watched that season, that episode yet because I want to see or that season to see how it is uh, compared to the old show and if any of them are in it. But you know, Superman and Lois, two new episodes, Chris, that comes out in a couple of weeks. I'm getting really excited about it. Yeah, it's 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 going to be something fun to watch. I mean, <clears throat> we mentioned in the pre-show the fact that uh you know good job on them to bring tyler hecklin back mm-hmm. in that role instead of recasting it like some networks would do so i'm excited um, it, it's going to be good and with two new episodes i'm hoping it's not uh filler episodes but right I, I, you know what i don't care i'm i'm all in <laughs> bring on the filler <laughs> oh all right let's head to the mcu you're right. That's exactly what we want, and that's exactly what we want to get out of that show. Going right into the MCU news this week. Ryan Coogler is developing a Wanda, Wakanda series for Disney+. Plus. I've got WandaVision on the mind, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to Deadline.com with Mike Fleming Jr. Exclusive. The Walt Disney Company has extended its relationship with Black Panther director and co-writer Ryan Coogler. Disney has made a five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media, which he runs with principals Zinzi Coogler, Seb Ohanian, Ludwig Ronsian, Archie Davis, and Peter Nix. Coogler, who is working on the Black Panther feature sequel he will direct this year, will develop a new TV- television series for the studio. The first one will delight Black Panther fans. It is a drama based in the Kingdom of Wakanda for Disney+. This also enables proximity to develop television for other divisions of the company. Yes. I mean, a drama set in the kingdom of Wakanda, and you know there's going to be characters that cross over and everything. Um, I don't want to say anymore because of uh, WandaVision stuff, which we're about to get into. But this is very nice. I mean, I love Ryan Coogler, and he... Especially with what he did with Black Panther, and especially since Kevin Feige and Walt Disney obviously have uh, such love and trust with his work and his company, I say bring it on. But it, what, what struck me about this that's kind of crazy is it's a five-year overall exclusive TV deal. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I mean, do we get something on ABS, uh, ABC maybe? Maybe, you know. Because this is a Walt Disney. It's not just a MCU deal. So I mean, he could be sharing right. some other things. But we are getting a Wakanda television series. And I'm all in, Chris. I am all in. <sighs> it's going to be fun to see what he develops. For he, sure. He knows what he's doing. I, I trust him. If Walt Disney trusts him, I trust him. But Chris, here's where we get to. I mentioned theories at the beginning of the show. And here it is. Uh, this is a spoiler this line I read here in the little byline I'm about to read from TVLine.com is a spoiler for The Mandalorian. If you have not finished Season 2, I, I just just don't listen to this a little bit. <laughs> I don't know anything else I say it. Elizabeth Olsen is excited for fans to see a major WandaVision cameo 
that is on par with Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. We're going to tvline.com for this one. And this is by Rebecca, excuse me, Ianushi. Sorry if I uh, butchered your name, Rebecca. <sighs> here we go. Let's see. Now, okay, let's get, here we go. Now, four episodes into its run, the Disney Plus series has welcomed back multiple familiar faces from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not only Elizabeth Olsen uh, and Paul Bettany's title characters, but also Randall Park's FBI agent Jimmy Woo and Kat Dennings' Dr. Darcy Lewis. But as Olsen hints to TV line, another MCU vet could be making a visit to Westview, one that fans have not already heard about, as was the case with Park and Dennings. Back in December, fellow Disney Plus series The Mandalorian stunned viewers with Mark Hamill's appearance as Luke Skywalker, which had shockingly remained a secret until the season two finale aired. That is very shocking, by the way. Who? I mean, really? Um, okay, here we When asked if WandaVision has anything similar in store, namely a casting she can't believe hasn't leaked yet, Olsen gave us, Olsen gave us a quick yes. And though she dared not offer any specifics, she did share a laugh with that. I'm really excited. For viewers to see what or who is coming. WandaVision creator uh, Jacques Schaefer was similarly tight-lipped about who might pop up on the show. But she did confirm for TV Line, quote, there are so many surprises left in store, end quote, for the five remaining episodes. I encourage all fans to settle in because there's more coming. And of course, uh, episode five was obviously one of those that she was talking about. But Chris, I, I sent you a text when this broke out because I want I wanted to get into some theories with you here. Elizabeth, that's what we're good at. Hey, listen, we we are the theory masters. I feel at this point, Elizabeth Olsen is excited for fans to see a major Wandavision cameo that is on par with Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't I don't want to throw out with the first heavy hitter. Uh, at first, you know, I was thinking uh, Chris Evans. Uh, you know, Chris Evans brings back the Mind Stone uh, from the end of Endgame, puts it in Vision, Vision's whole again, happy Dory, we're good to go, right? That was my first one. Put a lot of thought into it. But Chris, I was like, that's, I mean, that's kind of a cameo that people would be expecting. That's not so much as a big cameo that, Right, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. That's that's not going to be a big enough. Especially, especially since news came out that he and Disney are in talks for him to reprise the role of. Right, we yeah, what we talked about last week and everything. So, then I thought maybe Tony Stark. I was like, no, I don't see how that would work. And then Chris, I I wanted to get a little crazy, and this was before, uh, mind you. Yesterday's episode, I said, I said, what about Professor Xavier? Like uh, uh, James McAvoy, Professor Xavier, right? James McAvoy. That's the one. You know which one I meant. I put a little, I put a little extra MCs on that one. <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, that'd be great. You know, the show ends. We're classifying her as a mutant. And, you know, big bright light. Here comes a wheelchair. Just, you know, rolling across the floor. And it's, Wanda, we need to talk. Or something like that. I was like, bum, bum, bum. You know, big trumpets everywhere. End scene. No, 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 no. I want to go bigger, Chris. I want to go bigger. Let's get a little bit. Patrick Stewart's Professor X. I thought about that one too. But, you know, he's, I think he's done. I said, let's get a little bit crazier. 
And this actually came from a man by the name of Chris Tyree, who works out at the gym with me, because we talked about this when we were doing cardio. Huge WandaVision fan, superhero fan as well. And I told him this, and that's who I throw out. He says, no. He goes, that doesn't make any sense. I said, what do you mean? He says, who is Wanda's dad? I said, mm-hmm. I said no. I said, no, 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 no. I said, that makes so much sense. Do you really think we would get a Michael Fassbender appearance in the show? As Magneto. Well, I mean, and, and, you and, know. You know who else uh, or who one of his other children are, though? Quicksilver. Polaris. Oh, and well, Pol- oh, I forgot about Polaris, Polaris, yeah. So could we see them bring some of the gifted cast? Don't. Do not give me hope for that show, Chris. Do not do not give me hope for this. Oh. I'm telling you, it could happen. I mean, and there's... But... Go ahead. Mm. Well, then, there's... There's so many things and theories I want to add on due to the episode episode five that happened uh, last night or yesterday uh-huh. that adds on to some of these theories. And I don't want to talk about that until we're weeks away because I, I hate spoiling pe- things for people. But I'm telling you, Chris. So, <sighs> before I watched episode five, we had already kind of discuss this a little bit as far as hey let's talk about this on the show right and i'll be honest because remember she's she's creating the world that her mind needs mm-hmm. to cope. and i thought about one of the names that you mentioned what if her mind brings back tony stark because she needs and him he she needs him. She needs for him to walk her through the loss that she's suffered. And with his with his uh, scientific mind, he may have an answer for her on how to save Vision. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, Chris. See, I mean, there's... So you might get Robert Downey Jr. back for an episode. I'd cry. Uh, honestly. It's, it's, it's got it's it's got to be somebody big to MCU fans because she com- it was compared to on par with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And that's what in the Star Wars. Universe. And that's what's getting me like thinking like you have to have the most get hype moments. Um and I don't think it was what happened in episode 5. I don't I don't think it's what that was. No. Um because it's going to be a ending scene and then fade to black. That's what it's going to be. I thought about Doctor Strange because she's in Doctor Strange, a multiverse of madness. And I was like, I mean, that's not, it's not big enough. Um, like a Spider-Man or something, again, not big enough. Samuel L. Jackson, not big enough as Nick Fury. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, if you if you do Patrick Stewart, I, I, just, I just don't know. I, I think, I think what it is, and my, me and my brother were talking about this this morning when we watched it. Is this is long term, but he he put it like on a timetable here, and actually let me go to the picture of the uh, of the movies coming out. So we have got you know WandaVision January fifteenth, Falcon Winter Soldier comes out March, uh, Black Widow is May, Loki TV shows in May, Shang Chi July. I didn't realize that was already coming out. Also, we might get a Shang Chi trailer tomorrow. Tomorrow, 
What If, Summer, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel. So he gets Spider-Man December, and then Doctor Strange in March of next year. He, he said, I bet what's happened is, because in this episode of five, is, and I don't want this whole thing to be a, a uh, WandaVision theory episode thing, but he says, I bet what it is, is she starts the multiverse, like a gateway or something like that. Spider-Man is dealing with the multiverse, and then Doctor Strange and Wanda fix it in the Doctor Strange movie. Because we with with everything in Spider Man, we've got all these characters crossing over that we've talked about on the show and everything like that. He says, "I bet that's that's what it is." Like we see the repercussions, even in, like in Loki, and maybe even um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we start seeing stuff as well. Because I mean, they all take place after uh, Black Widow being the only exception, obviously, because it was supposed to have already been out. But I was like, "Oh man, that makes sense." But we're still mm. he's he's with the. The theory of Magneto. He, that's where he's going with this is because I mean, of what we, of things and objects and places mentioned in episode five. So I'm like, that's the only thing I think though. That's like yeah. a, a big get hype moment where we're waiting for the oh. X Men to come into the MCU. We're waiting for uh, the Fantastic Four to come into the MCU. I mean, right? I just this is what I, I'm thinking of. They do mention. They do mention, of course, because they someone asked. I can't remember who asks it. Um, where's Wanda from? Mm-hmm. And of course, she was born in Sokovia. And did you notice he and, said, "No, um, oh, so she's not have a, a, a nickname or anything like that." Because if you look uh-huh. at it, Chris, Fox had the rights to her to Scarlet Witch, the name. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, we're setting things up, Chris. Yep. Setting things up. Yeah. I'm telling you, and nothing that they do in the MCU is by accident. They all there's a reason for everything they say, they do, and they put on screen well, in the MCU. When you look at one of the major Marvel events, um, it was the Sokovia Accords. It's in every single movie ever since. And so you have that tie. Mm-hmm. Um, but with... With some of the characters that could pop up, um, look, we we all know what comics and comic book movies are good at, right? It's it's bringing dead characters back to life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, we we killed them off, but look, we found this really out of the box way to bring this person yeah. back, and maybe that's what this is. Because in episode five, and this isn't really very spoilery. Um, it's not spoiler at all, really, but someone tells Wanda, bring dead back. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yes, dude, it was so good. And so I wonder if she's going to fa- – I, I think it's meant as a way for her to realize what she's talking about in that moment. She's she's not learning her own lessons when it comes to vision. Mm-hmm. Right, she she's not letting go and just feeling the loss and experiencing it. Um, but it also makes me wonder: Will she find a way? Will she unlock a part of her powers that will allow her to do that mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form? And does that get us um, Black Widow? Does does she, is she, does she find a way to bring Tony Stark? Back, not that they would use him on a regular basis, but 
then he's able to drop in whenever they need him for a cameo or a story or whatever. Right. It's There's so many things, like with her creating a whole new reality. And I just, I, I, I absolutely love what they're doing with WandaVision. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, I love the weekly drops. Because here we are still talking about it. And still having surprises, you know. Right. And instead of just binging it for a weekend, it'd be done with I'm just, oh, it's so, so good. All right. All right. And, Any other and, theories? And this week, oh. well, this week's episode, this is just kind of a neat little thing to watch for in episode six. So every episode they've moved forward in time, right, for mm -hmm. sitcoms. This week, I think the house was like the one in Family Ties. Yep. Maybe. It was the, uh, the so, seven, it was the 80s episode. Yeah. Well, there was a show that started in the 80s and ran into the 90s. Most of its run was the 90s. Um, I'm wondering if in the next episode, if they do another house for a sitcom, mm -hmm. if it's going to be if it's going to be the one from Full House. That's what because that's obviously what, her older, right? Her older sisters were on there. Yeah, and that's right. what and. The, Jamie and I were talking, she talked about that because she thought that it was, she heard somewhere, read somewhere that there was a tie-in to Full House and she made that joke and she made a joke or something like that, especially with them not returning out for Fuller House. But I like that right. theory a lot better because that, that probably will be a, a next season or next episode house. I yeah. hope it is, dude. I hope it is. Because, be, uh, well, and it's not like they, they wouldn't have access to recreating it, right? Right. Because... They did make Fuller House. Now I don't know behind the scenes who all. Like, let's could let's they get that be set? honest. It's Marvel. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Disney and Marvel. What don't they own? What money don't they have? I mean, if Kevin Feige says, "Hey, we need this house," uh, the, someone's going to make it happen. I just yeah. this this show is so phenomenal. And, you know, the first two episodes we were both like, you know, it's good. I did not think it, Chris, it could be this good that we got on episode five. Like, I, episode four was even phenomenal. I did not think we could get you to know, this. Had they stretched out the first two episodes for three or four, I probably would have lost interest. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I, th I just... think they know what they were doing. Like, period. They know what they were doing. And, and they brought Darcy back, so that's always good. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Darcy. Or Jimmy Woo no. and his magic tricks. She She's the one that she kind of speaks for the viewer. Oh, oh, oh I, didn't, I don't have this on here. But she did uh, have an oh. interview with a BD, uh, friend of the show, and he, yeah, he asked if we are Brandon Davis. He asked if they are, uh, if she's coming back in Thor, and she said, "I would love to." She goes, "I will do anything for Marvel." She goes, "But they have not called me yet." And we know we talked last week of them starting to, oh, two weeks ago rather, I think. Anyways, they started uh, filming for Thor: Love and Thunder, mm -hmm. which Natalie Portman is in, but. She hadn't gotten a call. And Jamie so. Alexander. And Jamie Alexander, which is more important, and honestly, to me. <laughs> but, you know, that's so far away when that's coming out. Let's talk about releases on TV for the week of February 7th to February 13th. Of course, the first one is will be going on before a little bit after the show launches for everyone to watch in or listen, and that is the Super Bowl Chiefs versus Tampa Bay. Chris, I got to know. I know this is not a sports podcast, but who you got? I'm thinking Tampa Bay is going to win. Oof. See, I'm, I'm thinking the Chiefs win it. Yeah. I just 
either wow. way, it's it's going to be a good game to me. Honestly, there, I don't think there's going to be a. It's not going to be a blowout. The Chiefs' left tackle, I heard, could miss the game. Um, there's they had a COVID flare up mm-hmm. in their facility. The, the team barber, which is the worst um, time to do this. And <laughs> on top of it, just from a distraction standpoint, Andy Reid's son was leaving the complex the other day and apparently um, he ran into a car that was stopped on an on-ramp. Oh, is that the one that killed two kids? And did I, The last I heard, the kids hadn't died. Oh, it might be injured. Uh, they, were, it, they, were, they were life-threatening injuries. So, yeah. But now there's an investigation on him. Like It's not, oh, he simply didn't see them. Apparently they, there's something going on. Mm. I don't know if he was. If he was under the influence, he's done. They'll yeah. make a, they'll make an example so that, out of him. That distraction is not going to make it any easier. Yeah, he, I didn't even think of that. But though, the, Marvel did announce that they are going to have four different commercial blocks. Uh, thinking again, theories here. I'm thinking we get a Wandavision. Uh, another promo uh-huh. trailer. I'm really hoping we don't get a Black Willow trailer. Just, I, I, I think they will, Chris. I really do. But the, they Maybe. premiered it last year at the Super Bowl, so I really hope we don't get that. Um, we'll get uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. We'll get a Loki, and I'm very curious if we'll get a Shang Chi trailer, because if that's supposed to come out in uh, May. Why we need yeah. a tra- we need a trailer by now, so we'll see. And yeah. then it's only three months away. Yeah, and that's makes me want to think, especially since we don't know anything about Black Widow yet. And I'm telling you, that has to come out first before anything else does. Uh, Thursday, February the 11th, Clarice season one premiere yes. on CBS from Silence of the mm-hmm. Lambs spinoff. What are your what's your radar it's on for be- this one? I'm curious to see how they pull this off. Uh, But who knows? It could be pretty good. I'd love to see them. But, you know, this is the culture that we live in in as far as entertainment. Uh, Obviously, she's not the title character in this one, but I would love to see them get Jodie Foster to Mm. make, like, a cameo or maybe have a a recurring role as maybe the head of the FBI or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. I could see it doing the the Agents of Shield effect, where the first episode they had uh, Nick Fury in it. They could have uh-huh. her at the end of the first episode, or like even at the beginning, or something like that, just to uh, pass the torch or something like that over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I won't be watching it. But anyways, Chris, it is time for our second topic of the show, and of course, that is the movies. The movies. Oh, it's my turn. It is. You're uh, up. <laughs> all right. So, before we get into the main feature here, have you watched any uh, any other movies other than this one? Uh, n- no, not this week. No. How about yeah, yourself? Same here. Yeah. I, no, I've. I try to balance things, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. But, uh, so this week's movie review is the Old Guard which is on Netflix, um, starring a number of people, but 
most uh, most prominent, the one most people would immediately recognize, Charlize Theron. Oh, the, the absolutely beautiful and stunning. Absolutely. And she was also a producer on this as well. That I did I not know. Just... Well, good for her. I, I hope it. I hope it does well for her. <laughs> so the the story. I've got a I've got a tab here, that has a a fun fact that we'll get to in a minute. Um. But the story of the film is basically. The old guard refers to, for those that don't know, um, the uh, this small group of immortals, but they're not really immortals. They're immortal for an untold amount of time. Which sucks. Uh, yeah, they don't know when they'll die. They just know that it won't be any time soon. Mm-hmm. They, it, it's almost as if the body has to endure a certain amount of damage and then it just won't heal anymore. Yeah. Um, but they have found one another over the centuries with Charlize Theron's character, Andy, as the oldest. Um, and they've tried to right wrongs. They've tried to rescue people. They've tried to fight on the right side in wars. Uh, there's little photos that have been doctored in the film of them... Uh, on the Union side in the Civil War, for instance, mm-hmm. um, fighting in various battles. One of the things that's interesting, though, is these are people with a warrior mentality anyway because they all found that they were immortal Dying because they war. were killed in battle. Oh, I, see, of course, I didn't um, think of that. One of them was uh, fighting for Napoleon. I thought that was awesome. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. But we do get a new character, Niall. Well, they're all new characters to us. But mm-hmm. uh, a new recruit to the team, Niall, who finds she's immortal when she's she has her throat slit um, by an insurgent. And Did uh, not see that coming, by the way. <laughs> no, no. And it's people are freaked out that she lived through it. But then when they go to visit her in the medical tent, she has no wound on her neck. It's completely like it was before. Not even a scratch. And for some reason, they shun her. Dude, you know? what like, was up with that? We, we like, I was, I was baffled. I would have been the one that was like, oh, my God, this is exciting. This is awesome. Like, oh, you know, can, can you die? I mean, like, I would have been the one freaking out. But I think that's uh, right. our, our culture, rather, of nerdy fandom and stuff like that we want to figure that out it's not i'm not gonna be scared of it i don't care you know what it is i'm not gonna be scared of that one i'm gonna be glad my friend's still alive but two i'm gonna be like okay let's test this out let me cut your finger off does it grow back you know (laughs) (laughs) right and it probably would they didn't exactly Mm -mm. the bones do heal right uh there's a scene at the end where one i won't spoil who one of the characters um they're body is badly mangled <laughs> that was and, gross uh, especially the hand the yeah hand is, is all <laughs> they they made it a point to put it right in the cam- middle of the camera as it was just, just molding back yeah. together Ugh, yeah that's but crazy. it does it just it all comes yeah. back together um now the fun fact here is in the comics because this is based on a graphic novel mm-hmm. um 
Andy's age is revealed as 6,732. She looks very good for her age. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. You know, she's what, whatever uh, whatever moisturizing or anything like that. Right. She's, she's been using it for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, I love this movie though. This this was I went on uh, Letterboxd and I gave it five stars. Yeah, you did. You're using Letterboxd. Um, I love it. Oh man, they need they need us as a we need them as a sponsor because we talk about it every episode yeah. for the past three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, Tyler. What what do you think of this? What do you think of the story of the characters, the whole thing? I I really enjoyed it. Um, I. You know, with me, we've talked about this plenty of times. I like a lot of action, and there was fun fight scenes. There were there were boring moments. Um, may or may not have dozed off on a couple things until I got kicked and uh, rewinded it back. But there was so much fun. Like from the very get go, like how it started up, it started from the scene you saw of the trailer of them just getting mowed down by like 12 guys and then they just stand back up and take them all out. That was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Dudley is still a Dudley. I don't know if you recognized him from Harry Potter as the yeah. main bad guy. I was like, I know him. I, yeah. I was like, I know him. I know him. <gasps> ah, he's playing the same role. I see. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but oh, weasel. dude it was it was fun like the the history behind it i loved the, the how it ended i was very glad they did it that way i thought it was going to be something different um they did set up for a sequel i did not do you know if they're mm-hmm. doing a sequel did they already announce it or not they said that it would they said it would depend on the reception of of this one well i, I listen i hope it got enough because i'm all in like that was i noticed on the rating on Letterboxd right now is three point one out of five. So, about right. I, I guess average then. Yeah, it was the, the characters were fun. The they did the way they did the backstories for everyone was quick and simple, but you got what they all felt and are going through. Besides um, Andy's character uh, with I guess her protege before Niall, yeah. which mm-hmm. you know I, I don't want to spoil it, but you know what I mean. And I'm right. just, I'm like, I would have done everything I can to find that person. But the, the, sus- well, but they also said they didn't know. Yeah, they tried. They said they tried, but this, the, they, they inter- interviewed everybody on that boat and everything. But the, the, the backstories, the, the action, the, the, the ties to history. Uh, I just, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, I cared about these characters. And the the twist I saw coming, uh, I, just, I don't know, I, I had like a little gut feeling that that was going to happen. And I felt it. I saw it. The The gore was really good. I thought like, it was a great R-rated movie. Uh, the dude had his guts falling out of his stomach, and that got repaired. That was wonderful. Um, he's just like, oh, the, the big ones take a little bit longer. Yeah, it's just sitting there. But uh, the I feel like the suspense of we found out that these people are immortal but aren't really immortal uh, really up the stakes for me. Like as this could be your last death type scenario, mm-hmm. and you never know. 
And so like it still has that immortality, but there's still that big risk with it. It's not like you're you can't die, die. You, you can, you just don't know when it's coming. Um, right. I, I do have a theory that if you don't want me to spoil this, I'm gonna hold my hand up. If you see my hand still up, well, that's not gonna help for your audio listeners, but. I've got a theory that there could only be five at one time. Uh, you five, think? five immortals at, at one time. And I'm just going to leave but it. Right now, there's seven. So you've got. Well, now don't don't name them yeah, because I, then you'll spoil part of the movie. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, there's six right now. Oh, so I remember that, that throws my... No, 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 no. No, that, that, that keeps my theory. Because at the end of the movie, the... Um, mm-hmm. So, you see, it's because... Because one... Anyways, you... Okay, so there's... It keeps my theory going. And I had that as we were watching it. So, uh, I, you, see, I, you see where I I'm at? Yeah. So, but man, dude, it, saying, yeah. it... I really enjoyed this. And this was uh, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood, um, written by Greg Ruka. Um, oh, he he screenplayed it, and he also wrote the graphic novel. Wait, a uh, graphic uh-huh. novel series written by... I want to see what it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was Ruka. So, I mean, he... Okay, he wrote the show and wrote the graphic novel. Good for him. Which is... That's why it stayed so true to the novels. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it's his, and he knows what it wants to... Man, that, that, every book needs to do that. And And this is an ongoing series, because from something I read... The newest one just came out recently. The newest mm. graphic novel. So they know, and, and that was the third installment. So they know where the story could go for three installments. Whether he writes more or not, who knows? I, I'm really hoping Netflix picks this back up. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like the, the I absolutely because from the very get go of it, you. They've got modernized guns, but if you notice, each one of them has blades, like a like a yeah. sword or a um, a scimitar or a, a double headed axe. I mean, they all had blades with them from their time periods. And that, that axe, I kept wondering. I was like, is that? Does it hold some special? See, that's power what power or significance. I was thinking that until the end, and I was like, oh nope, sure done. <laughs> Because I, well, I th- it still could. It well, yeah, yeah. Be... yeah. I'm, I'm picking up for throwing down, but man, I I enjoyed this one. I I really want a sequel because I want to to play more and watch more of this world. Uh, but the, those little slow parts got to me, but I did enjoy it. So I'm gonna give this movie a solid B rating. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I liked it just a little bit more than you did, though. Like yeah. I said, I gave it five stars on Letterbox, so yeah. I'm probably going to come in at a, at an A. Yeah. On this, not a bad um, movie. I I, I want to watch no, it again. And and there was something there. There is a scene there where um, two of the uh, the old guard have been captured, and they're cuffed in a in the back of a van, mm-hmm. and they keep trying to talk to one another. They're they're actually um soulmates i guess you would say mm-hmm. i mean hell you have to be after and, that many years <laughs> yeah but uh one of the one of the guards asks if 
if one is is the other's boyfriend or something. And the, the answer he gives is beautiful. So perfect. Yeah. Like I mean, so, that was because the, the as long as these guys have lived, the concept, the short term concept of a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or even like a, a marriage even, or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Not even in their minds anymore. It's just phenomenal. That was, I, I enjoyed it, and if I did write my own vows, I wish it would have been now, and I could have taken that. Just let me know. And stolen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a good one. I can't wait. There, there better be a second one. It was. It was. I hope there is. Yeah. Um, as for uh, next week's movie, it was my turn to pick. Although Tyler did a really good job with this one, so oh, thank you, thank you. Know. you. I'll, I'll, I'll take that yeah. one. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you like this more than Poltergeist. But. I think I gave Poltergeist a a B plus. So yeah, but you probably you probably enjoyed. This yeah, one. no, no. I actually put this on the uh, big screen were... and watched this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need that distraction. I didn't need that distraction. <laughs> um. So next week's movie will be One Night in Miami, which is going to be an interesting watch. Um, so watch that. It's going to be, I think it's on Amazon Prime, right? Is that yep. what I said? Prime Video. That's the I one. Selected it. So um, anyone that hears this before then and wants to uh, wants to watch that film, so to speak, along with us, Feel free to send your thoughts in in time for next week's show. Yeah, do your homework, everybody. Get on it. What Tyler said. <laughs> now to the news. Uh, not a ton of movie news, though. Um, mm -hmm. One tidbit, Zack Snyder's Justice League has officially received its R rating. I am all in. Well, I'm telling you, Chris, there is, this, we cannot have a Nerdwide podcast if we do not have any Zack Snyder Justice League movie news, period. And, again, I, I rated R. I'm here. PG-13 was the last one. I'm here for the rated R. What if they come out with an NC-17? What would you have done there? I, I, uh, nah, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, James Gunn has dropped some information on the Suicide Squad. Uh, the film is a couple of days from completion. Uh, the trailer will arrive before May. So we'll be at Warner Brothers. two and a half months for a new trailer. Yeah. Warner Brothers hardly interfered and gave very few notes. And there will be surprise characters. So, so, when, so when Magneto shows up, <laughs> I mean, he did say surprise characters. <laughs> we can all go, oh crap! Well, they said surprise. <laughs> oh, if, but if if Ron shows up over there, you know we got yeah, we got we got something to talk about. Now, could, who do you who do you think the surprise characters will be though? If well, because I mean, we've got a movie with like about twenty six different uh, villains in it, ranging mm -hmm. from. Uh, you know, the John Cena's character to Polka Dot Man. So, I mean, I, there could, I, I can't even, it's just going to be a bunch of D-list characters, villains. Uh, 
could batman show up see they like i don't maybe we see a jared leto i mean i don't know but what got me out of this was warner brothers hardly interfered and gave me very few notes do you think this came out of the fiasco of Zack snyder and joss whedon issues it could be or has has warner brothers learned their lesson yeah or or they said oh yeah james gunn oh is that the guy that did guardians of the galaxy one and two oh yeah yeah yeah. no we don't want to just tell tell him we want a suicide squad movie and he can do it we're not you can do whatever you want to do you know what i mean (laughs) it's possible too yeah (laughs) that's how i feel about that one i can't remember because like you said there's a ton of villains uh they don't have Bizarro in there, do they? Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a bunch of people. I know King Shark is in it. Harley Quinn. I think they're, they're probably your two big name characters. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I my expectations for this movie are low. <laughs> I did, to be honest, I love James Gunn, but my expectations for this movie are low. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's how I feel. I won't be proven wrong. There's no, there's no releases this week, so it's still early, and we're. I'm telling you, like once COVID gets under control, we're we're vamping up, and I can't wait. We're we're hitting numbers hard. On to gaming, Chris. What are you playing? Anything new? Because we got some fun stuff to talk about this week. Now I'm just kind of treading water until I can get my hands on next gen. Uh, I'm still trying. I do want to get uh, have a little bit of say once you get to your second news item, though. Yes, that's uh, we. Uh, there's gonna be some fun ones to talk about. That hold on, I and I've actually got one yeah. that I need to follow up on with that as well. Okay. Oh, I like it. I like where this yeah. is going. Yeah. Uh, as far yeah, as anything content. new, other than the usual that I play, uh, which I bought last week, the Neo Remastered Collection was coming out. I did mm-hmm. restart that. Uh, as right. far as far as the the visual aspects of Neo, the first one, not that not not any better, really. I mean, it's 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 the game came out in twenty sixteen originally, so it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's six years old now. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Neo two looks like on the on the next gen stuff. But it, it run, the first one runs a whole lot more smoother. The load times there there are none. Like you die, you instantly you're right back. So it's it's I like that. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, next gen man. I'm telling you, I'm still trying to find you something. I'm I'm working. It's they're uh, they're not making them as they need to be, but that's because of parts and COVID. But yeah. our notable news. There's only two things, but the second one we are going to talk quite a bit about. The first one is Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos steps down. I know what you're thinking. Why is that in the gaming news? But the new CEO Andy Jassy says he is still committed to the company making video games and we're going to the verge.com for this one and this is by john porter amazon's incoming ceo andy jassy says he's committed to amazon's video game development efforts in response to a damning report from bloomberg last week about the problems facing the team quote some businesses take off in the first year and others take many years end quote 
Jesse wrote in a staff email, Seema Bloomberg, quote, though we haven't consistently succeeded yet in the AGS, which is Amazon Game Studios, I believe we will if we hang in there. Being successful right away is obviously less stressful, but when it takes longer, it's often sweeter, he continued. I believe this team will get there if we stayed focused on what matters most. I'm all in. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a part of Amazon Luna. I have not played one game on it. I, I really need to. But this the is going to... ringing gonna, endorsement, Tyler. I know. I know. But it's... <laughs> But I am glad that the new CEO is still committed to, you know, the gaming sphere and us gamers. So yeah. that's, that's how I feel about that. And then our second one is, is, is a big one this week. EA Sports is bringing back college football. And we are going to probably for the first and last time uh, for the show, going to ESPN.com for this news article. And this is by Michael Rothstein. After last making a college football video game in 2013, the possibility of the game returning had been in limbo. Now it isn't. Daryl Holt, EA Sports Vice President and General Manager, told ESPN the game maker will be returning to the space with the EA Sports College Football. Quote, as we look for the momentum that we're building on in sports, it all starts with the passion of our fans, the opportunities of what they're interested in, Holt said. I don't think there's a visit where I go outside wearing a piece of EA Sports branded apparel that someone doesn't go, Quote, hey, when is college football coming back? <laughs> End quote. So, great news. Absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we go. I'm going to scroll further down here. Uh, to make the game happen, EA Sports partnered with Collegiate Licensing Company, CLC, to make sure it had the FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, and playbooks, among other things, ready to go for the game. Over 100 teams will be in the game. For now, EA Sports is planning to move forward without rosters that include the names, images, or likenesses of real college players. Current NCAA rules prohibit athletes from selling their NIL rights while in college. Mm-hmm. Next paragraph here, and this is going to be the last one I want to read. However, those rules are likely to be changed at some point this year by the NCAA state legislators, or Congress. It is not yet clear whether the evolving rules will allow for the kind of group licensing agreements, arrangements that would be not needed for EA Sports to negotiate with athletes to use their names in the game. Chris, as the, the one here that plays Madden religiously, I would say, um, did you ever play the NCAA games? Yeah. What, in what, fact, the the first run through, the first generation of those, so to speak, I preferred that over Madden. Yeah. Um, it was a better gameplay experience. Uh, they tended to test features that they were going to put in Madden in the NCAA a year or two sooner. Um, so what I'm hopeful of, because they're not going to get a game out this year. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. It's going to be at least 2022, if not 2023, before a game drops. Right. That gives that legislation time to pass where they could end up working a deal out to to put actual players in the game. It also gives them time to build their own code for the game. Mm -hmm. And not use the Madden one. And not use the Madden one, which is so broken. Mm -hmm. Then Madden could use their code 
<laughs> which would allow them to throw broken code out. Which would make you a, so little, uh, a very happy guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but look, Madden was better when NCAA was around because it's two different teams of people. Had competition. And they were competing against each other. Anything and is now, better when you have competition. Yeah. As soon as NCAA stopped, people that were still playing Madden back then noted how the quality of Madden dropped off. So, between this game and the 2K Sports NFL game that's coming out next year, I think, we're going to be good. Yeah. I, I, listen, the thing that bothers me, well, that someone mentioned to me, because I, I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody at work about this, actually. And you know, he plays bad and everything. I said, well, what do you think about them? Can't even use the likeness or names of these players that are in the college football. He says, but couldn't someone just make their own roster with the likenesses and yeah. the names and everything, and you could just download it from the server? I was like, oh, I mean, I guess you could. Because, I mean, technically, EA didn't make it. So we can't sue right. EA or do anything like that, but they're still in the game. And you know, we and you both know that there's going to be people that do that for every one of those 100 plus teams. Period. Yep. Because it's, and to get the authentic, you know, college football game experience, I'm, I'm going to download them all. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just do there these are, nameless faces. Right. There are people that will, it's groups of people, and what they'll do is, hey, you take the SEC, you take the Pac 12, mm -hmm. you take the Big, Big 10. Big 10, yeah. And they all work on it together, and then they upload it, and it's there for the community. And, and you'll get, on Madden, there's fantasy rosters, right? They'll they'll take Hall of Famers, and and you can put them in a draft class and draft them and play with Barry Sanders or you know any mm. of these people. Uh, I even saw one. I didn't download it because I was doing something else at the time. Where someone had created a roster of Marvel characters. Uh, Chris, uh, question from the jury. Uh why didn't you just stop what you were doing and download that immediately? <laughs> well, I started to, and then I thought, well, what impact is there going to be on this? <laughs> you know, it's it's just going to be their names and yeah. their, their uh, avatar. I mean, That's obviously it. Bruce Banner would be able to just easily tackle and hit people. I mean, there's so many possibilities now. <laughs> Hulk smash. Oh, right. It's going to be it's <laughs> roughing the passer. Uh, <laughs> uh, very exciting news. I am excited for uh, college football to come back into video games. And then, yeah, absolutely. We've got two new releases this week. February 11th, mm -hmm. we've got Little Nightmares 2 coming on PlayStation 4, 1, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And then Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury on the Switch on February 12th, which I will be picking up out of right. those two. And then we had another announcement. Um, April 20th is the street date for MLB The Show 21. Oh, I didn't even put this one and... in here. This is huge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even. I meant to screen cap it and put it in there. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chris. I failed you. Continue on with this no, new it's story. Great. It's great. <laughs> Um, if you pre-order any of the editions, you get it four days early, so you'll play on 4.16. Um, there is a special collector's edition that has Jackie Robinson 
on the cover. I, I am um, all about them doing these uh, collector's editions because I did Kobe Bryant as the last one for uh, uh, NBA. Um, was it 2021? Mm-hmm. I really like how they did yeah. that. But Chris, what, part of this big news is is that it, MLB The Show is coming to Xbox this year. Right. So, I mean, it's – and they're going to have crossplay. So – they're not only going to have crossplay. Not only can you play people on on different systems, but they're going to have cross progression. Oh, so I could take it from. So you can take you can play the entire first four months on PS5, and then go to your buddy's house where they have an Xbox. As long as he's got the game, log into your account. And everything. And you can take all your cards and everything with. You. Video games are so cool, man. I can't like I'm 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 really ticked off myself. I forgot to screen share that because I was talking about that on Twitter because that's huge news because I mean that's technically a PlayStation exclusive title, and now it's not. Yeah. Oh man, oh, right. I love video games. Um, did I miss anything else before we do the outro? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that's it. I mean, that was a that was a good show. I really enjoyed that one, guys. If you are want to go that extra mile, don't forget you go to Patreon.com/slash/NerdWise. Subscribe to any of the tiers. Of course, each tier gets you something new, but every single tier will give you the pre-show starting this episode, where we talked about uh, the movie we we're going to pick, uh, Chris's unpreparedness, and things like that for this episode. Right. <laughs> but thank you all for listening and watching as always subscribe if you're on youtube give us a thumbs up if you liked it uh if you didn't like us instead of giving us a thumbs down just go to the comments let us know what we can do better and what you enjoyed about this show and what you didn't enjoy if you're our audio listener don't forget to rate us on all your podcast listening services and do not do not do not forget to share on all your social media accounts if you enjoyed the show so we can bring this to more ears and eyes as you guys see fit but guys, thank you so much. And you can follow the NerdWide account at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Ty underscore Haynes. And you can follow Mr. Chris Rivers at MavTN7. But until then, that was episode 14 of the NerdWide podcast. Thank you so much for allowing us to be in your ear holes and your eyeballs. I'm not in your eyeballs. Anyways, what? <laughs> we will all talk to you next time. Thank you so much for watching. Later, guys. <laughs>